0: Coming to you live from the exact center of the galaxy, I'm Johanna Stauffer, and with me as always are two Taco Bells, and this is the Mildly Alarming Podcast. Episode 800, Ahundo 683.
1: Well, the manatee may no longer be in danger, but the Mildly Alarming Podcast certainly is. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Tom Rich. And I'm Johanna Stauffer. And we're glad to have you here listening to the show tonight. And I'm glad that manatees are no longer endangered. I might have been lying about that. I only kind of remember the story.
0: Oh. Do you know that it's legal to touch a manatee with one hand, but not with two hands?
1: Why does that make a difference?
0: I don't know. I learned about it on Reddit.
1: Is it legal to ride a manatee? Because I'd ride a manatee. No.
0: I think it's not just hands. I think it's like you can touch them with one, but then the moment more than one part of you is touching them, it's, it's how, not okay anymore. Where does, like... So, like, your knees.
1: But, like, so so I've got my hand flat on the manatee, right? Uh-huh. And then I, I start to lower my my wrist.
0: Probably no elbow. N- probably not but, allowed. So, but, I have but, no idea, Tom.
1: But how low does my hand, my wrist have to go before the wrist skin touching the manatee becomes a problem? Call it the elbow. So all I can go all the way up the forearm... But as long as that little pointy bit at the end there, uh, the, the weenus, does not yeah, contact because the manatee.
0: depending on the, the muscularness and or fatness of your forearm, uh-huh. you know, it could be different, you know, when another part of your arm contacts sure. said manatee.
1: Right. Okay, good. Now I know. Yep. So that's good. We know that. Uh, we've cleared that up. Um, yeah. Done our public service for the week. See, Hear that? Judge
0: Smith. And our public service for next week is going to be some manatee touching. Wow,
1: I'm really excited to touch a manatee. Just with one hand. Right, right. Could you? Could you? At like, a time, like you could. You, you could play patty cake with the manatee. I think. As well, unless long, long as it's not two. A, that middle part could yeah. be a problem. Yeah, it's not allowed. You just got. You just stand there with. The I manatee. wonder if there's
0: a distinction on the amount of time because, like, you know, if you clap both, you know, the two hand part of patty cake, right? Uh-huh. So both of your hands contacting both of its flippers. If there's like a split second between the two contacts, is that okay? Like well, when
1: they'd have to because you're only touching with one hand. Yeah, I mean that's the law's the law. Loopholes, an American tradition. That's what they say. That's what that's what they that's what they say there. Well, what are we talking about on this segment? We're talking about loopholes. I thought. Uh, No, 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 we're not. We're talking today on the Model Armor Podcast. Talk about trivia games. Those games where your knowledge of small pieces of information of one kind or another uh, is is valuable to the playing of the game. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about what we think about them. About some famous trivia games. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about ways you might make that mechanic fun. uh, Which just tip my hand about a little about what I think of trivia games. (laughs) Which is surprising because you're just like a, a font
0: of useless I, facts.
1: I know. See, okay, here, that's why I hate trivia games, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because I go into a trivia game and people treat it like freaking Achilles returning to the Trojan War. They're like, oh, Tom, we got to have Tom on our team. We got to get, he's got to be on our team for freaking trivia and then trivia pursuit or whatever. And then the categories are stuff I don't care about. And they're like, oh, why? yeah. And they're like, why don't you know all of this stuff about making duvet covers. And I'm like, because there's no elves. There's not a single elf king involved. Clarence. Or, or it's something I do like, but the game winds up hinging on a part of the thing I don't care about. And I'll give you an example, right? Uh, when Return of the King came out, uh-huh. uh, the movie, uh, not the book, I, it, that was before, in the before time. Uh, I uh, uh, Some friends and I, Scheduled a big day. We were gonna play uh, the Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. Uh huh. And people were like, oh, Tom's gonna win. Tom yeah, knows everything about Lord of the Rings. Okay, fine. And that, that was just a given. Everyone was giving me, you know, ribbing me about it, and whatnot. But then I, I lost. Actually, like, I was a, a, a powerful, dominant force in the game for most of it. But it came down to me and this one gal who I didn't really know very well. Uh, but um, who also knew a fair amount about Lord of the Rings, but less than me uh, than Lord of the Ring. I, I knew more. Sure but I lost on the because I could not get any points in the category of trivia about the making of the film Oh yeah because I didn't know the producers I didn't know the the little stories about the script writing process right and the behind I didn't know any of it yeah and so I had everything but that and I just couldn't get it and couldn't get and she could get that and she couldn't catch me on any of the other ones but I spent so long looking for that last piece that she caught up on all the other points, got that, and won. And I'm like, well, this that's not interesting at all to me. I'm like, and like, everybody's like, ha-ha, Tom, you lost Lord of the Rings trivia. Ha-ha. I'm like, well, all of you suck. I want to go watch the movie now.
0: Yeah, I uh, used to play pub trivia on the occasional Sunday night with a group of friends, and they would always... It was one of these ones where you had, like, several point values for each, uh, like... Round or quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. and so you had like one, three, five or something. So you would wager the amount of points based on the sure the genre of the question. So you, you knew going in that like you were gonna have a movie question, a music question, a pol and a politics question. And you're like, well, we know we're strong on movies, so we're gonna make that one the five point question, and we know we're bad on politics, so we're gonna make that the one point question. So the uh-huh. ones you get wrong don't hurt you as much. And people would always be like, oh, Johannes is here. We're gonna put a lot of points in the music question. Because he's a musician, right. except it's never about music, it's about popular music and more so even about popular musicians. yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. like right. Not only is it usually stuff that is either like before my time or I don't care for, I also just don't care about for the most part, like I don't I don't know the names of people in bands. I don't know who they are mm-hmm. and I don't care. Even if I like their music, I just don't care. It's right. not important. If anything, I find myself generally being disappointed by knowing something about a musician. Uh-huh. So I go out of my way not to know those things. Right. And right. that's what the questions are about. And so we lose points, and they're like, well, well you, you should know stuff. Music. I was like, yeah, with music theory, I would kill it. But uh-huh. it's not. So we didn't. And then.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not fun being the ringer when you're not really the ringer. Yeah, and even if you know a lot, it's like, guys, don't. I'm just trying to play a game. Don't put the pressure on me. Yeah, it's kind of like like I kind of feel bad about this now, thinking about it. Uh, it's kind of like the time my uh a guy a roommate I of mine and I uh, and he was really good at Guitar Hero. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like he he really enjoyed the game. He spent a lot of time playing. And he could do all the really hard songs and whatnot, or at least it seemed like it to me. And uh, we we went to visit to a to a party at some house and, and i, I kind of talked him up a little bit and he he got mad at me about it now i kind now that i think about it i kind of understand what he was what yeah. bothered him about yeah. that uh and he i mean he played guitar hero at the at the party and had a and did pretty good but he was a little grouchy with me after it and i'm like i get it now so it's not it's not a lot of fun when all
0: of the the hype is built up yeah yeah generally hype is bad like in general just in things mm-hmm. when there's a lot of hype for a book or a movie or a new game if there's too much hype, it doesn't live up to it, and then you're like, "Oh, this is disappointing." Where if you were just like, "That thing's gonna happen," Right. I'm gonna go into it with no expectations. That's always better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you d- you definitely gotta gotta temper your hype a little bit. You, you gotta you gotta manage your your hype ru- your uh, your hype injection, like because it's fun to get excited for stuff, uh-huh. and, and that that can be kind of a fun wave to ride up to it. But you're right, if it gets too high, yeah, it's you're like, "Oh," and if you're hyped, like I, I often wonder how
0: athletes and like famous athletes and and musicians to some degree i guess maybe maybe the confusion comes because i'm not all that athletic um but sorry sorry, i wonder how like michael jordan or whoever Mm -hmm. everyone's like he's the greatest this is gonna be amazing like how crappy do they feel if they mess up or lose when there was like a much much higher expectation than if they were just like one of the guys on the team Like, how much does that pressure affect them? Right. And I guess, thinking about it now, like, I know how good I am at piano. And so, as long as I'm not hyped beyond what I know I'm capable of doing, it doesn't really bother me all that much as Mm -hmm. the one being hyped. But there's a point at which someone's just like, oh, I've heard you're really good. And I'm like, well, I'm okay, but I'm not, like, there are people better than me. What are you expecting? Then Mm -hmm. it gets frustrating
1: are you expecting me to change your life with a piano solo because it's not gonna happen that doesn't happen in general yeah yeah it's kind of like i I was reading about presidential elections recently as i do uh and about the losers of the elections and part like like part of the process of uh, like if you're gonna be a candidate for president for one of the major parties and like like the cocoon you get put in just in order to keep you as a human being able to keep running because you can't doubt yeah, like you can't do that process of campaigning the way it works, and ever for a moment doubt that you are the the dude who is going to win. Yeah, and will have that ridiculous job, right? Like, like you know, the, there's the stories of you know Mitt Romney didn't even write a campaign sp- or a concession speech. Uh-huh. He was so convinced he was cruising to victory in 2012, uh, and then you just get dropped like a hot sack of crap at the end of it when you do lose. Which is why ninety six
0: percent of uh, losing presidential candidates just walk into the sea and are never seen
1: again. It's a hundred percent true. Uh, like apparently, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, I think it was Michael Dukakis asked Walter Mondale, two guys who lost big, famously. Yeah. Uh, he said, "When, when does the hurting stop?" And Mondale comes back with, "Never." And then they both clasped hands and they walked well, into the, the Pacific. Sea. Yeah, you just the yeah to be to be that to be that high and drop that low is is not something the human psyche handles well it's it's, it's rough. not trivial oh <laughs> it's a terrible joke yeah it was it was worthwhile though uh so trivia games will drop will will hype you that high and drop you down so i guess i guess the point here is don't don't hype your your friend who who spends a lot of time reading books too high on trivia games because it's, it's not nice yeah um so I think we can agree that Trivial Pursuit and all of its wretched spawns suck. I don't know that
0: I've ever played any well, yeah, I don't know how many of them I've played deliberately. They're not fun. Like I've seen I've played Trivial Pursuit probably once or twice. But it was like I think I I played it at camp, like with kids, and I was on staff. And sure. so it was like I'm going to destroy you. Even if I get most things wrong. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Your this children. is just a a thing. To take up a chunk of the day. And then it was done. And it still wasn't all that interesting. I do, though, I listen to a trivia podcast Mm -hmm. uh, called Good Job Brain. And they begin every episode by just going through. They all have buzzers. They go through a trivial pursuit card. And it's like team play. You know, you buzz in if you know the answer. And if they all get it wrong, it doesn't matter. There's no points. That's kind of, I think why it's a little more fun it's just like oh we were trying to figure this out and if we didn't know then maybe we learn a thing right um so i i don't know i i like the concept of trivia because i enjoy knowing things Uh but i think the problem is so much of it is not actually knowing like having a working knowledge of something it's memorizing a lot of tidbits but not necessarily wanting or needing or even having the opportunity to understand anything about why those things were the case.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, It's it's I mean, it, it's it's trivia. Right. Right. So that's that's kind of the nature of the beast. Um I had a thing a moment ago. Uh Was it a goiter? Uh, yeah, it was a huge pulsating goit- net neck goiter. Gross. Uh that popped and a a slug came out and splattered on the table and scurried off underneath the uh the veranda over there. And so we got that going for us. Neat. Yeah, right. Um crap what was i gonna say trivia games uh knowledge understanding barking dogs i don't know it's gone well jump in if it comes back to you i think
0: uh a problem that i've experienced with trivia games is that they're not really trivia games Uh uh-huh they're just trivia and they've been packaged in a thing where it's like well i guess we need a way for this to end so you have to move around a board yeah you know like maybe you get little like pie slices
1: yeah exactly they if don't it were they actual
0: don't, pie. I'd play that.
1: Well, yeah, they don't. They don't do much aside from quest Q and A and move around the board. Yeah, but the the thing I was gonna say before is they have a weird um a uh, uh, mimicry or or parallel with dexterity games. Oh that yeah, it's not anything related to the play of the game. The skill that you use to win the game doesn't, it's just this weird outside skill that maybe you have and maybe you don't. Yeah. You can't learn a trivia game, really. Right. Just like you, I mean, you could learn to throw the dice better in in Dungeon Fighter or whatever. You could sit there and practice it. And I guess you could go through cards or trivia builder websites or whatever. Right. And learn stuff that way. But it's this this pre-existing skill that maybe you're good at and maybe you're not. And that's not something that gets developed by learning more about the game as a game. If that makes sense. Yeah um and we i think when we talked about dexterity games that's something we said we didn't care for about them was that you know that's frustrating if yeah. you just don't have the skill you just don't get to participate and in, in the case of
0: trivia even it's not necessary there, there's some degree of of inherent skill in just like uh recall uh-huh but there's also just exposure like yeah with go go back to music i don't know things about that band maybe i've never even heard of that band Mm -hmm. i couldn't pick out that song music trivia drives me bonkers because i don't i'm like uh some people don't do well with directions by like cardinal direction or street name even they're just like yeah i know i go like down there and then i turn left at the rock and then there's this building and then there's a water tower and then eventually i'm there but if you were to tell them like turn left on Harris and then take it down three lights and turn right on fourth street or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Sure. And it's just a a, dif- a difference in uh, retention and recall because mm-hmm. different people are different ways. Some people are visual. Some people are not. Yeah. And, and so making basing a game around one very specific point of, about one very specific oh i went off for of that because music i hear songs and i'm like yeah i know this song i've heard this song a thousand times i could sing it but i don't i've never known who wrote it or, or who performed called. it nor have i ever cared yeah it's just an earworm it's there in my head now thanks mm-hmm. musical trivia sucks it's yeah. dumb and lame and for bad right. people
1: yeah yeah pretty much so what would we do if we were game designers in that weird alternate universe where that's what we're that's doing a pretty big if it's a pretty hefty jump i know but what would we do to make tr- a trivia game a game where so if we wanted to keep answer questions about a subject that are you may or may not know you know that kind of mechanic i just cracked my neck so hard that it showed up on the uh, yeah he actually he actually there. cracked his neck it's broken he's dead
0: but it feels awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, what would we do if we wanted to keep that central mechanic of Q&A, uh-huh. but also make the game, uh, what's the word right here, fun? Well, I, I see I see a couple problems. First of
0: all is, who, who are you appealing to? Because there are people who just like straight-up trivia. Like, there are people who enjoy Trivial Pursuit, as evidenced by the fact yeah, that but, the game exists but when, and when, has done very well for a listen,
1: while. Listen, they won't be around after the revolution. That's true. They'll be first against the wall. Yeah.
0: But that's one thing. the The other problem is if you're going to keep the, you know, the Q and A aspect is, is I mean, what is that the aspect we want? Is knowledge of of a subject the 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 thing we want to keep? What exactly is it that you think is a little more core than just know things about stuff?
1: I, I mean, I think once you get beyond know things about stuff, that's not a. I mean, that's that's the trivia game, as far as I can tell.
0: Okay, but so. so You could say make it more specific and then you've got Star Wars Trivial Pursuit and now people just play the game that has the slightly more specific subset of things that they know they enjoy knowing things about, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Um, I don't find those things all that great because they tend to be even more difficult because in order to fit a trivial pursuit card boxes worth of fact sure. into that game you have to go into such absurd minutiae that even if you care a lot about the star wars universe you now have to know like who the key grip was for the second half of the third episode or whatever it, it, it and was, no one ever has cared about that it was Neon numb even that guy didn't care he was just like i guess i'm
1: here it was Nian numb sure and he didn't to. care yeah he he cared no he cared a lot no cared so much he did not
0: (laughs) at any rate that's a way to go but it's not great my my first inclination was uh, and and this is i think a personal thing but like i don't care for math Uh theoretical like memorize crap so you know how the numbers work math sure i love applied math i i enjoy physics like working out how stuff actually works and then seeing it work is enjoyable to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So take this to trivia. Memorizing a bunch of facts about something is not all that fun, but figuring something out about something and helping you understand it is fun to me. Mm-hmm. So but getting that to a point where it is enjoyable is already difficult because there's a there's a fine line between figuring things out and homework. You don't want to make a game that's just do some equations. You dumb loser. <laughs> um and then there's there's a there's a difficulty level, and, and that I feel like that even makes the d- depending on how far you go, it make it, it narrows the the subject field too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess what I'm talking about is puzzle games, really. That's probably why puzzle games exist. Yeah. They're probably like the most generic critical thinking. That you can do before being like, this is no longer a puzzle game. It is a physics game <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Welcome to a story problem, the board game. Ugh. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, so far, I don't know because I feel like tacking game mechanics onto a trivia mechanic is just going to make a trivia game that drags on even longer.
1: Sure. What if you tried, we tried to do a mechanic where like, like, say there, there's multiple sections of the board, mm-hmm. and in order to pass from one to the other, you have to get by a Sphinx, who's going to ask you questions. Okay. And within a given segment of the board, there's gameplay opportunities with die rolling or card sets or whatever, stuff you can do, uh-huh. uh, that might collect resources that you can use later on, or, more importantly to the trivia aspect of things, clues about the kind of trivia that Sphinx will ask you. That might give you an advantage as you move past it. might not. You might not find the clue to the question he chooses to ask you when you go up to him. Uh But he might. You might get a clue. Okay. Does that sound even remotely like it might make the trivia game more engaging? Or is it just going to drag it? It sounds okay. Because you've got less trivia now.
0: It's not like Trivial Pursuit where every single thing is answer a question. Mm -hmm. You just can sometimes. Um, It could create a problem depending on how it was implemented of um, some people who are great at trivia being able to really just steamroll everyone else oh, that's because they just point. keep going to the Sphinx and everyone else is like well, I needed a thing that wasn't the Sphinx that I could do well with also and so you either end up with you know one subset of people who's just way better all the time because they can do the thing or a hugely bloated game because you had to create a bunch of different mechanics that were equal to one another uh-huh. so one group doesn't get an advantage the other problem is if you're going to have um, clues you are now probably limiting your uh, your question pool—that's true. A bit like part of what gives what what is required for for a game like Trivial Pursuit to have replay value is a gigantic box of cards right. with multiple questions on it, only one of which you use at a time.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: And so you either have to do a lot of work to try to keep like questions on a card where one clue applies to all of the questions on the card, or something else. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. If it would work, it would depend on the,
1: yeah. the context. Is trivia just kind of a limited mechanic? There's just not much you can do with it? Yeah, I, I get the feeling that trivia is not
0: really a mechanic. I think it's kind of a thing. It's a genre. It's its own... I don't oh. know, even a genre. But it's its own thing. Like, making it into a board game for for Trivial Pursuit, like I said before, I think was really just a way to put a time limit on it that wasn't literally a timer. Right. Um. Because a, a game is not as fun, on paper anyway, if you're like, here's a box full of trivia cards, do as many as you can in 15 minutes, and the person with the most points at the end wins. Like, they add, what they added was, you know, there's a value in having a well-rounded grasp on all of the trivia because you need to be able to get right answers mm-hmm. in all of these different subjects and whatever there's a victory condition that's just not Uh just have the most points and i think for the sort of person looking for home trivia that probably works okay i don't know
1: yeah i wonder if you could do something with it like monikers does where the players have some some agency in which subsets of the deck are used in a given game well actually monikers is an interesting
0: one monikers is in a lot of ways a trivia game
1: because you gotta know all of the things
0: in monikers are are like historical figures. Mm-hmm. And are, are they all people in monikers?
1: I think pretty much, yeah. People or characters. So like, to
0: some, I, I was gonna say you have to know who Dick Army is, but you really don't. That's one of the easy ones because the name is so absurd. You don't need to know who that is. But mm-hmm. like, uh, who's is, is it? Is it Frida Kahlo? Who's the 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 eyebrow? Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Like I know nothing about her except that the eyebrow (laughs) that's what i know (laughs) but like that's a piece of trivia that's enough so that that that's actually kind of what we're looking for i think in a in a reasonable abstraction of the typical trivia game you still need to know random crap about stuff
1: but it might not be
0: but it's not yeah
1: what what your teachers would expect you to know or hope you know
0: right plus it's an it's a team which is i think a strength of pub trivia and a failing of uh of Trivial Pursuit. Is Trivial Pursuit? I thought it was teams. No, each each person, ha- I mean, I guess you could have multiple people, but generally oh. it's one player and you have your little pie piece holder and you have to get all of the different colored pieces of pie before you can uh-huh. cross into the oh. middle oh. and answer the question to win or something like that. Huh. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of home trivia games, and I find that, at least with the groups of people that I've ever tried to play them with, if the game is ever even started as a game, it very quickly dev- devolves into, I don't really care about the board game. Let's just read the questions and see who can answer them sure. until we're bored and done with it. It's a good point. So that's what I had. I know this was about trivia games and really just became about how we don't care for a trivial pursuit. But
1: I mean, that that works for me. Okay. We, can, we can just not care for it. I'm not going to make a trivia game.
0: Yeah. Well, if uh, you have a trivia game that you think for some reason we might actually like, you could let us know on twitter at mildly alarming
1: you can let us know on email at mildly alarming show at gmail.com
0: you could let us know on the website at www.mildlyalarming.com or on facebook.com slash mildly alarming show
1: or you could is there another one i'm supposed to do or do i go into the nope, goofy stuff now the goofy stuff oh you can go to antarctica and put your face into a penguin's belly because it's real soft do you know that for sure I'm like 80 percent sure They probably smell real bad. I hear they
0: smell real bad. You probably won't get pecked to death. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors.
1: After this word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. Ding! Because I know your mom likes it when I sing. No one likes it when you sing.
0: The Mildly Alarming Podcast is brought to you by Two Leopards Brand Man Cleaner. When your man is covered in mud or fungus or just a huge pot of lamb chowder, it takes two leopards to get his pelt clean and shiny again. Two Leopards' patented formula penetrates deep into the man, removing dirt and grime while leaving the spots untouched. Watch as we apply two leopards to Gary here, working up a rich, creamy lather, and- I'm United States astronaut Vic Chefton, and I'm going to tell
1: you that jungle cats are eating that dude's face. God dang it, Vic- Nope, wait,
0: you're right. Gross. <laughs>
1: Also, you got a beady little goat's eye. Vic How How is that guy ever an astronaut? You're not, you're not even look, look, look. You're not even looking. Look at, look at the thing that I'm showing. You. I don't look, want just, to. Is look, it meat spin it, again? It, no, it's not. It's meat, always meat spin. It's not meat spin. It's not meat. No, no. Meat is stationary. There's no meat. It it's moving. Be. It's well it's, it is. It's not moving. But you're saying there is meat. Would you just look? No. Yes, there's there's meat because it's got meatball parade on it, okay? Gary's other podcast that's beating us too. I'm going to regret this. Lo- but, look, look. Oh god. What how? Look, 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 look. Three times our viewers. Three readers. Thrice. Thrice. Thrice times. Thrice and time in. The number of people I didn't know that, you that spoke we have. German. I I've been studying. I want to get to know your roots better. Oh, well, good on you yeah right uh, focus that's unacceptable yeah it is yeah and look at his other podcast the gary smulahan show good lord it's kicking our teeth in what? how i don't know but we're we are being listen this is an offensive phrase for me to use but it's okay because it's toward my own people we're getting beaten like a red-headed stepchild yeah but by by Gary. By Gary. By Gary. Do you know how insufferable he's going to be at the next international meeting of podcasters? It's going to be terrible. Look, look down the list, too, though. We're also getting beaten by by stuff like uh, car noises and Duck, the podcast. And that, that podcast is pretty good. It's pretty good, but we're, we're up, we should be par-
0: at parody with it. Well, there's no way to do that. We could be a parody and it would have to arbitrarily choose one of us to place above the other
1: okay fair but still, we're pretty far behind is what i'm saying yeah we could do better uh, you know we're not doing so well when you compare us to um you know shovels the shovels show it's a show about shoveling i don't know how he fills 30 hours a week but about with shoveling he's beating us
0: he has the same producer as gary <laughs> you,
1: you gary is gary's producer Gary does his own production. He also produces the Shovels podcast. Yes. Yeah, but it's Gary. It's just Gary. Are you telling me? Hold on. Look up the duck Duck things. Look up his... Who produces that? Who does that? It looks like that's also Gary. Gary. Does Gary produce every podcast that's beating us? I don't...
0: I don't feel comfortable saying.
1: Why not? Are you afraid I'm gonna put you back in the box? I, I hate the box. You you broke the box. Well, then you can
0: put me back. I guess I can just get out again.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put you in the box. Is Gary the producer yes, for all Gary of this? Is the God producer. bless it. You're going in the but bo- no no no. You said I didn't. Like 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 Mrs. Steve said, serenity, serenity, Tom. Anger, I have questions. Anger is a burglar who steals from you and gives to himself. So Gary is beating us on all fronts. Is that what I'm led to believe here? It looks like it. So what are we going to do? How are we going to beat Gary? I
0: don't know. More like Gary Toolahan.
1: <clears throat> we should. We need to take him to Gary Schoolahan. Oh, all right. <laughs> Make him look like
0: a Gary Foolahan.
1: We're going we're gonna to feed him his own Gary Grulahan. Just force feed it to him.
0: Yeah, make him Gary Drulahan?
1: Yeah, keep him in a Gary Zulahan like the animal he is.
0: <laughs> in a tiny cage surrounded by his own Gary Poolahan. We'll
1: have to keep him in line with a Gary Crulehan.
0: I don't follow. Like crew, like people, a like oh. crew of people. I thought you were saying like we should hit him with sticks, which would be Gary Crulehan. We'd uh. probably be brought up on charges.
1: Well, he's got that he's got that thick hide, so we would need to get sticks that were gary nullahan
0: well not only the hide but he's also very hairy smulahan
1: yeah but you know he's he eventually he's going to become wary smulahan of our of our attempts on his we shouldn't tarry smulahan uh he might parry smulahan on the upside if we do manage to
0: overcome him perhaps we would feed him some sort of poisonous berry smulahan
1: We better, before we embark on this, quest, say a quick prairie smulahan.
0: But if we do, if we do, if we do get him, we could uh, use that thick hide, once we've shaved it, and make him into a gary canulahan.
1: With which we could float down a river to cross the prairie smulahan. Wow. (laughs) sounds like it could be a little bit...
0: Scary Smulahan.
1: Yeah, but we'll be okay, because we uh, have consumed all of our dairy Smulahan to grow big and strong. It's true. Plus, I uh, have this bottle in which I
0: have trapped a fairy Smulahan. <laughs> which, as you all know, allows you to come back to life after you've died. If you have a in a bottle, you know, it's a Zelda reference. We
1: better be careful not to get mauled by a berry Smulahan. That would be rough.
0: <laughs> you know, if he were uh, some sort of weird hippie. He'd probably smell like a Gary Pachulahan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, But all he's pretty Gary Coolahan.
0: Even if he does smell like a Gary Newlehan, <laughs> new with a G on the front, you just can't you can't hear it.
1: Oh, I thought you said Gary Mulahan. Oh, that's good. <laughs> smell like a Mulahan? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah. I meant like a GNU.
1: No, you yeah, don't like say a, the G and GNU. Yeah, that's obscure. <laughs> <It's> <laughs>
0: some sort of asian ox creature right i don't I think know either
1: i think it's a landlocked asian nation yeah
0: Gnu. yeah gnu. A, but you don't say the g
1: gnu yeah even though we have every time yeah right gnu, so gnu an but don't say the chi. that's gnu. the name of the nation gnu but don't say the g. it's a fine a fine country yeah full of majestic steps terrace farms men who dress like other different men yeah Women who have someday. three eyebrows. <laughs> three. There's one in the middle, like, and then the other two are are way out on the edge.
0: But it doesn't, yeah, because they're so far out. Yeah, they it don't doesn't connect. make one big eyebrow.
1: Yeah, it's just three separate and distinct eyebrows. Yep. Eyebrows. The uh, the furrows between the eyebrows where there's no hair mm-hmm. are called fluke. Could you spell that for me? It's spelled F L. Colon, apostrophe, umlaut. W-K-M. Wow. I wouldn't even
0: know how to begin to try to pronounce that if I had seen it written. Also, I heard you
1: say it and I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's the thing we want? Oh, you want to talk about Flight of the Damsels? If you want. Okay, yeah, we can talk about Flight of the Damsels. So Flight of the Damsels is our uh, uh, board game we're working on now, an idea that I came up with and that Johannes put his uh, mushroom stamp of approval on. (laughs) You can't say mushroom stamp of approval. (laughs) Why not? It's not like like your mom will know what that means. You
0: should look it up.
1: Okay, for any mom but your mom, that would be funny. (laughs) So Flight of the Damsels is a game that uh, I came up with a little while back and Johannes put his stamp of approval on. That stamp that he put was of no specific kind. I did it with my dick. So Flight of the Damsels is a game that, uh, that is meant to evoke old school platformers. So each player is a damsel escaping from a dragon. Uh, some heroes came to rescue them, but were eaten. And so the damsels are now running from the tower to the airship before the dragon devours them. And the dragon is chasing them. Um, so there are platforms you can jump from. One to the other, there are walls that get in your way, there are minions that appear to knock you down and interrupt you, and all the while the dragon is chasing behind you as you look for the airship to try to fly away on. So that's kind of the concept. Uh, The idea is that you've got a little board to represent the dragon on one edge of the table, and you lay out cards with two spaces on them each uh, to the left of it to represent the areas that you're going to be jumping through, the platforms and whatnot. Uh, And that gives you a dynamic game board, kind of like what we got going on with Big Man. And uh, you move less dynamic, but yeah, l- less similar. dynamic, but still a little dynamic. And you move from card to card, trying to stay one step ahead of the dragon as it chases you. Um, you have uh, the action system. <clears throat> uh, you've got seven action tokens in front of you at the beginning of the game. Three of them are free for uh, four of them are roll. So to use a free action token, you just use it and you do what you want. You can move from one space to another. You can uh, do it. There's a couple of small things you can do like that. Uh, you can grab a treasure that kind of a thing. Uh to use a roll action token though, you have to roll two dice, two six-sided dice and go uh roll double or more the number of actions you've already taken on the turn. Uh that way there's a bit of diminishing returns and a bit of kind of a push your luck element to it. You know, you might think you can make it across that gap with a roll, but if you miss the roll, you're going to fall and you're doomed and you die. Um I have also a question more, yes.
0: Uh, so, this is my second time hearing this, and I was. I'm me, so I didn't grasp it all the first time, and I was doing other things, but it's mostly just my broken brain. Mm-hmm. Um, what's to stop people from using all the roll tokens first when uh, zero have
1: been used? You can't. You have to use free tokens before you can use rolls. Okay, that needs to be stated. Yep. Yeah, cool. you have to use your free tokens first. I. Uh, and the more treasure you accumulate, the more of your tokens become roll tokens instead of free. So, you might. Have a lot of treasure, but you're going to be moving more riskily as you move along. There. You, you have a greater chance of missing jumps or not being able to move or, or any number of things. Uh, you might have no treasure but and be very mobile, but you're not going to have very many victory points at the end. You can also get victory points in two other ways. If you get to the airship and wait and just sit on it for every time another... Uh, player gets to the airship, you get a patience token, which is worth victory points. So if you sit there and let all of, if you get there first and wait for everybody else, you're going to get a lot of victory points. If you get there first and run for it, you're going to get not not quite so many. Uh, Similarly, whenever another player tries to take an action next to you, so if they're in an adjacent or diagonal square from where you are, you can uh, help them by spending one of your actions to let them do what they want to do, and then you get from them a teamwork token, which is also worth victory points. Do they have to agree to it, or can you just do it and take a teamwork? I, I think they they would have to agree agree to it. Neat. Uh, and so the dragon slowly moves forward. It moves at a varying pace, so you can't exactly predict what it's going to do. It might move one or two spaces per round, or it might charge up its fiery breath, which breathes toward the row of cards with the most damsels on it. So it tries to hit a uh, a uh, 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 a group of you if it can. So there's so if there's one really obvious route where everybody's clearly going to want to go, you probably don't actually want to all go there because that's where the fire will be. The fire that makes you die.
0: The fire that makes you die.
1: A novel. By Gary Smulahan. <laughs> so that's kind of the idea behind Flight of the Damsels. Um, the 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 goal is to evoke Classic platformer video games like Super Mario Brothers or Yoshi's Island, or um, pretty much just Nintendo platformers. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it should be fast-paced. It should be, but
0: not Sonic the Hedgehog fast-paced. No, that's too fast. That would be Sega,
1: right? Now owned by Nintendo. Uh, it should have a lot of replayability to it that way. Oh, there are also minions that knock you around that appear on the board. Like they move you to other squares, so you, so landing on their spaces, you can't quite predict where you're going to wind up. You might be like, oh no, I wound up in a different place. What happens if you fall to your death? You're out for the round. You're just out. Yeah, it's a fast enough game, I think, that it won't, that won't be a problem. Okay. If it is, we'll have to do something about it, but. What do you think? What are are your thoughts on the matter?
0: I liked it. I think it's got a lot of the elements of of things that we liked to do want to try to do we liked to want to try to do them in big man and and couldn't for various reasons but since this is faster paced we can get away with them uh like treasure hampering you and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um i like the idea of the platformer i think that the board setup has chops it's gonna need some tweaking i'm pretty sure uh we already talked about a few issues about how Blank spaces work and and whatnot. Um, how do you can you choose to end your turn before you've used all your actions, or yeah. do you just have to use them? Yeah, you can stop whenever you want. Can you bank actions, or you just get an X number at the beginning? They, of
1: the they, turn? they 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 actions that you spent reset at the beginning of your turn. Okay. Also, there are a few things on not your turn where you might want to spend an action, like when the dragon breathes fire. You could try to spend an action to get out of the way. That kind of, or if you've saved your actions, you can use them to help other players. Uh huh. Uh, which still requires rolls and whatnot. So there's a little bit of, do I want to take all my actions on my turn, or do I want to save some some in case I need them to dodge the dragon as it approaches, or that kind of a thing.
0: I think, without having seen a playtest yet, uh, I would lean toward getting changing teamwork tokens to like assistance tokens and saying that if you give us assi- you can just choose to give assistance and they can't choose to not take it, mm-hmm. because there there are situations where someone might like. Kind of need it, but maybe not, and Mm -hmm. be like, Well, I'm not going to take your assistance because I might be able to make it on my own, and I don't want to give you points. I I guess I could see either side of it now that I think about it. Because if you're a runaway winner and you're just popping around assisting people just to get more victory points, that sucks. Another potential, not insta win, but very quick win scenario, or at least game breaking attempt to win scenario, could be ditch all your treasure at the beginning and just try to be the first one to the ship and fly away without everyone else. Because I also kind of wonder what the scoring mechanism is Mm -hmm. because the patience tokens are a good idea except if you say that if only one person gets away then they win because that makes the
1: the first player why would you ever not
0: whoever gets their first has no reason ever to wait
1: see what I wrote just to be sure I didn't have it wrong or didn't write didn't write something incredibly stupid which seems likely because you you, you know you're real dumb
0: the uh, demons when all damsels are killed when the airship is destroyed or when the airship escapes
1: yeah, but you don't only total up your the the points for escape damsels uh, all of them so even if you were knocked out early
0: mm-hmm, you y- could still conceivably win if you were somehow knocked out early with the maximum amount of treasure right
1: you had all you had a bunch of points or if you were knocked out early, but you'd been a really good teammate
0: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you were knocked out, had had a lot of teamwork tokens, and maybe you had a bunch of patience tokens, but you'd gotten off the airship for some reason. I don't know why you would do that, but you might. Um, How can the airship be destroyed? If it gets caught by the dragon's fiery breath, or by the dragon.
0: Ah. So then, if you're in the lead and you get to the airship, you just want to leave. And if you're not in the lead, your best move is to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. So there's still a little bit of strategy. I think I think it's it needs a little tweaking. We'll we'll need to play test a fair mm-hmm. amount, but I like where it's going. I think, uh, I didn't. No, I I think I was gonna say I didn't fully grasp it, but I think I did. Uh, see, seeing your board setup reinforced what I thought, which does really kind of invoke Mario, which mm-hmm. is what I want.
1: Yeah, that's about I, what we're I, going I, for. I think it's
0: I think it's done it well. Um, it's pretty simple. I don't think we need to com- complexicate, which is a word I just made up because I didn't want to say complicate. Mm-hmm. Um, it much further. It's probably going to become more complex because of who we are as people. Right. We are are the human beings that we are. I like where it's going. So no one steal our idea. It's ours. Mostly Tom's. But give me the credit. It's ours.
1: We are one. We are joined.
0: Tom's trying to touch me, but he has some sort of disease right now, so I'm just staying away. If you have some sort of disease right now, you should let us know on Twitter at MildlyAlarming.
1: You can let us know by email at mildly alarming
0: show at gmail.com. Or on the website in the comments section at www.MildlyAlarming.com or on Facebook.com slash show. You can rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or Google Play Music. Or you could just
1: listen to the RSS feed like a lamo on the website. Or you could find the nearest stranger That you can find, and spit in their mouth, Mm -hmm. and as your disease overtakes them, their sanity will slip away, and in their fever dreams, they will see forever, and they will inscribe your message to us on a a wax board, which will then melt, and we'll never get your message because it melted. It just, the wax board didn't, it, it was too hot.
0: Or... You could sew your hands together and see if you touch them that way to a manatee if it's still illegal. (laughs) We'll see you next week on the Mildly Alarming Show. (laughs) Ah! Hi there, Joe here from Sloppy Joe's Jalopy Hose. a gang of women of ill repute who cruise around in a beat-up old car. You can pick them up for just a dollar, and each one comes with a bucket of my famous Sloppy Joe mix.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Isn't that just prostitution? Absolutely. Get out of here, you sinmonger! This is a family show! <laughs> right, that's done. Back to jokes about poop. <laughs>